Hi, I'm Hannah. And I'm Molly. We're best friends from Los Angeles, California, and we're the co-founders of Must Must Love. Love. And this is our podcast. So the episode's already aired. Um, So we're- You know what happened. (laughs) We don't yet. (laughs) So that's exciting. You're in the future. (laughs) We're in the past. (laughs) Well, this is part two of our initial thoughts and um, our reaction to actually filming. So enjoy. And if you haven't listened to part one, you should pause and go back and listen to part one. So, you know, we talked a lot before about how we prepared for Q&A. What were you surprised they didn't ask us about? I think we were prepared to share more about us mm-hmm. and kind of the saga that was the last five years of the business. I think in our minds, it was like, we have so much that we want to come across on what we put into the business. But at the end of the day, they want to know high level numbers numbers in the business. I think if if you get to the point where you can insert things, but they're not going to straight up ask you like, tell me your life story. <laughs> right. So I think um, that was a missed opportunity, I would say. I think so too. To just share more of the start of the business. But also, I think, I mean, I honestly, there there's some, I think from what I've seen, there's some episodes where people can really get into the meat of that. But I think it's usually because they're in it, like mm. they're in year one and they're talking about exactly those types of struggles where it, it is a couple, we have struggles right now, but they aren't year one struggles. And I think the way that our business is framed for an investor is five years later, we're in established retailers. You kind of expect someone to have already gone through all of those things. I think we would have obviously loved to share that with them and the audience, but that's not really where the focal point is, especially with how we came in with the valuation we came in at. Yeah, let's so, talk about that a little bit. And I and you know, it's kind of why we have a podcast now is to tell those stories, yeah. but um I think the valuation is where the conversation really started. Yeah, and I think that that's definitely what we anticipated. I think we've seen past we haven't seen the edit, but I think the way it will be shown if I were to make predictions is that oh my goodness you're coming in here with a huge valuation and a huge ask I think the number one question people will ask us is like do you think that that was the right strategy I we spent Hannah and I a lot of time on this because we know where what uh, it's our opinion on what the value the business is worth we have set precedents on that because we've been in the industry um, for a while and mm-hmm. we've been five years building a business there I think valuation is a tricky thing that actually used to be my job I was <laughs> I worked in investment banking and prior to that I literally worked for a valuations firm so there's distinct ways of doing business valuations I think of course the the idea is of you have to give a discount for because it's the sharks it's but at the end of the day we wanted to make sure that we we did this in earnest we wanted a deal with a shark so we don't want to come in and lowball ourselves and come in with a crazy low valuation that we cannot accept or because you have to value yourself too and our business is worth it you know i mean that's up to that that's the thing about valuation is there is a beholder yeah there's no objective way of measuring that um because obviously if 
you, you don't match the other person's perspective, they don't value your you business at that point. You disagree on the valuation. But there are other factors that go into valuation at different stages in a company. I think when you're starting out and you need certain amount of money, the valuation is way less concrete because you don't have any historical sales information to run off of. You you don't have real projections that are based on anything that's um, feasible. It's like when people go out there and be like, oh, I, I started this business this year and next year we're going to do $10 million or whatever. Maybe that's possible, but most industries that's not possible. I think if you have a track record of where you think the revenues are going, there's more concrete ways of thinking through that. But at the end of the day, sharks the sharks don't care. Yeah. I think there's uh, probably a pattern of where valuations lie, and we knew we were outside of that realm. Um, it, it was a huge risk, but I think at the end of the day, we knew that there was some leeway. Internally, we had kind of a range of what would be feasible, and it's not just us being greedy and being like, well, we don't want to give that away, or like we were there to make a deal, but... If we accepted something, we had to be able to live with it. Yeah. And for us, because of um, money that we've raised in the past, if you raise in a certain type of structure, if you raise a different valuation, that completely changes how all of those things convert and I, this is more technical, but uh, and I can That's get into it. a whole other episode. But, right. Yeah. But there's huge consequences on percent ownerships and things like that. So I scenario planned all of those things. So we knew what the range was. I, I'd say the one thing, so the valuation is the valuation. Of course, it was high and we knew going in that was going to be everyone's number one yeah, thing. Yeah, you knew they were going to go, oh, Ooh, as soon that, as we said it. And we were fully prepared for that reaction and to defend ourselves um but also i think one thing that there there are two parts of it it's the ask and then the the valuation the ask was at we lowered our original ask what we we thought i mean this is going to be a spoiler episode so we could talk about it right um so you know we came in with an eight million dollar valuation for our business Mm -hmm. and yeah that's like in the top quartile, um, I think, of valuations for for Shark Tank. Um, and we were originally, especially to make the math easy for us, going to ask for $800,000 for 10%. Mm-hmm. And we decided later on to lower that to an ask of $600,000. That's still uh, obviously a large sum of money. We fully understand that that's a lot of money. The reasoning behind why we did that is because at 600, you know, 600, 800, that's seven and a half to 10 percent, there's they've given feedback in the past where companies come in at, you know, offering one hundred thousand dollars for one percent. And that totally upsets them because there's it's the I think the always the response is like, that's not big enough of a chunk. Like to be worth it. Yeah. For me to care about your business. And if we were actually bringing on a strategic partner, we want them to be all in, um, especially if that's their philosophy on investments. I think in the future, we can talk about different types of investors, but there's a big range. Some want to be silent and some want to be more involved. And the feedback usually is that sharks want enough percentage but for us to meet the valuation that we needed you it would be a larger ask obviously for a larger piece of the business i think you know you could go a hundred different ways of if that was the right uh, methodology for us um 
I mean, we didn't get a deal. Yeah. So clearly Spoiler. it does, did not, um, it wasn't what they were looking for. But in our reasoning, in all the different scenarios we played out, it wouldn't be honest to us to go out and say, oh, we're going to offer $100,000. Well, if we were to keep our valuation, it would be, you know, to, you know, if we did $300,000 at 4%, that's like a seven and a half million dollar valuation. Um, would the re I think the reaction it was going to be been, the same. I think, well, the outcome I'd say, I think would be the same. Um, maybe the way to get there would be different, but they would be upset because it's only four and a four and a half percent. And if they were to say, okay, well, I'll, I'll give you a 30, $300,000, but for 15%, there's no we could there's no middle no we we can't because of um how investments work and how that would convert uh past rounds because that that valuation is much lower than how we've raised money in the past no i hope that's is that clear no that's super clear i think if you're um if you understand like raising and Mm -hmm. how valuations work in Mm -hmm. the different rounds that makes perfect Mm -hmm. sense if you if you're unfamiliar with that we should definitely dive do an in. episode yeah. about that yeah. specifically because I think that could be really interesting mm-hmm. for people who are um, newer to that world yeah I think um, we're disappointed but there we knew this was a possible high, yeah a possible outcome um, and you know this was what we could live with yeah in terms of the strategy going in and if they came in with I mean, we had a range of what we would be able to accept. And if it was outside of that, we already knew we would have said no. Yeah. And for us, we just wanted to be completely honest with the business. We didn't inflate any numbers. Everything was very true to what the business is because we are we're running a real business day to day. Like we said, we are really bad liars. (laughs) (laughs) So that was not going to be something that we could have done. Yeah. And I do think the pushback was not really on the valuation no and their comments on like oh "Oh," and it's so high it was really on the dollar amount and so of course you're running through a million scenarios after the fact and you're like oh should we have asked for less Uh, maybe it's us kind of we can't rewrite history but I think there's a reason why we didn't go that direction and we decided to go one way it didn't work out we don't know how the other would have but I feel very comfortable in how we we strategized it yeah I think same outcome story might have been slightly different Different. they would have just been like that's not enough skin in the game right but I think it would have been um still surrounding that and a similar conversation right regardless yeah um yeah, I mean, you did mention off off air that um, if we came in with a lower ask, maybe there would have been more time to discuss like all the the grit and you know all the the nitty gritty of like starting the business and what we went through to get there that we did want to explain. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we don't know that. Yeah, we don't sure. know that. And I I think I mean really they would have it would have come come back to why are you worth an eight million dollar valuation yep. again anyway. Mm-hmm. Because that was always where it was going to end up. Yeah. It's just higher or lower numbers. Yeah. <laughs> That's how numbers work. <laughs> some are more, some, some are, are less. less. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if viewers or not viewers, listeners are curious, but the hair, makeup, 
outfit picking was its own ordeal getting ready for the day of, I think. Yeah, I think we can talk about, let's talk about the clothes. Oh, yeah. It's always interesting when you're watching the show. It's, um, people come, I mean, there are people in costumes. So I think there's a big range of how you want to present yourself. I think for us, I mean, we used to go into sales meetings and our outfits were banana shirts, jeans, usually a blazer because we were serious bananas. <laughs> yeah, we call ourselves business, business bananas. bananas. <laughs> so uh, there was some thought into it. I think for us, we we did want to wear, we wanted to be casual, so we weren't going to go in full uh, suits. <laughs> um, but also, do That's I have one? No, I don't. I actually don't. It's so I've gone. I've been doing recondo. So I did a, another. This is a tangent. Purge. Yes, I did a purge, and I still have all business casual clothes from many moons ago. Most of it doesn't fit, but <laughs> the one dress I kept <clears throat> was like my favorite theory dress that I wore for business meetings and the matching blazer, and I only wear that outfit now for funerals. Oh my god! I was just gonna say for funerals, yes, it is because that is the that's, only time I wear dress pants my, is for funerals. That's my funeral outfit. So a little cool. morbid, but I morbid, but that's um, we have no no use for business casual anymore. We also live in LA. Yeah, because even the last corporate job which we had together at the same company um, was casual. Right. <laughs> we would rarely have to really dress up. No. So I think that's all to say we knew that we wanted to come in in casual outfits. I think it's true to us. Yes, true to us. And I think the main thing overall is that we wanted to be authentic to who we were and show as much personality as we were. It's it's not trying to be someone else or give off an image of someone who we're not. It's I, We just can't lie in that way. So. <laughs> also, our faces. I mean, if you know us, you know us. Um, I mean, if you don't know us, you still know us because we are really bad at lying and our faces just say our you true tell, feelings. You would be able to tell right away that we were uncomfortable. Yeah. So we do have branded sweatshirts that are very cute. So that was our first um, idea of going in. We would have these sweatshirts and jeans or something on casual on the bottom. Then we really thought about it and it's like, do you we want to be standing in front of, I mean, in one of the most stressful situations of your life, With wearing, studio lights. <laughs> wearing a sweatshirt, not knowing what the conditions were. I think we anticipated maybe it would be cold because I I don't know. I don't know why I thought maybe it would be cold in there, but it would be temperature regulated. Yeah, because the sharks are all wearing suits. Oh, suits. Yeah. So and they're I, wearing them all day. Right. So we thought maybe it would be cold, but also knowing Hannah and myself, it's uh risky <laughs> in terms of the sweating situation yeah because so. we'd definitely be on the spot and and i mean maybe this is tmi but we bought antiperspirant <laughs> with like the like with aluminum because we were like we need to absolutely make sure that we are not sweating really work and we are not sweating we did not on test television. it though we just used yeah, it because we, we don't use deodorant with aluminum in it normally um because you know not good for you yeah um so i think but Desperate times comes for desperate measures. But yeah. so we nixed the sweatshirt idea uh, and then decided to do T-shirts. Very cute. Uh, you'll Hopefully I don't wanna, see them. Yeah. <laughs> But We're doing we this we before <laughs> we know if it airs or not. If we'll air or not. So hopefully you'll see it. But they're branded because we just wanted to make sure that we were representing the brand, obviously. Um, 
And we wanted to do like our signature color kind of is pink, right? Yeah. So pink shirts, but wanted to jazz them up a little bit. Which I don't think we should reveal now because okay. it'll be a fun reveal. spoiler. Okay, yeah, gotcha. It'll be a spoiler, I think. But, but but that was kind of the thought process behind the t-shirts and and jeans. It seems like now talking about it, it's like this is a very simple idea and we put a lot of thoughts into it. But t-shirts are a real challenge because yes, they're not made for women. No, first of all, not at all. And so we bought several types of t-shirts and tried them on with different types of undergarments because if any any woman who has tried to wear a t-shirt knows that you will just see lines of your undergarments so yeah. let's just say it, bras bras <laughs> um and you know when they market things as t-shirt bras they I are not no yeah what, what are they talking mean? about um they you can see it under your t-shirt um so that's not true so there was several trips to the mall to find the perfect combination and honestly we don't know if they will actually work because yeah. we haven't seen anything this might all go out the window once we see the edit and we're like oh man those t-shirts did not work the wrong bra for sure um <laughs> Well, we'll see. Yeah. But also Spanx, you should sponsor us. <laughs> it's done though. And yeah, it's over Sarah with. Blakely. <laughs> so the t-shirt, although it seems like a very quick. Yeah, so easy. So easy. Let's just throw on a t-shirt. It actually is very involved. Also. Think... Oh, yes. Go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, no. I was going to say. Um, oh, jeans. No... Oh, well, the jeans were a whole other thing. But um, but for the shirts, um you know, we didn't have branded t-shirts. Like Molly was saying, we only have oh, yeah. branded sweatshirts. So we had to make these t-shirts. The thing is you can't just make two, two t-shirts. t-shirts when you get t-shirts made. Usually you make them, I mean, at least 30, full, full if quantities. not hundreds. So, so, uh, and we only needed two. So we did iron on transfers and, um, it's been a while since I've had to do such intense arts and crafts. Maybe the last time was for your bachelorette party when I made all those gift bags and, and like things, but, um, oh, I was like, did you, did you do the t-shirts too for my bachelorette party? Did you make I, no, those? No, there were those ordered, so right? many people. I had those made. Those were silk screened. Okay. Um, but, uh, like, wow, you did a really good job in my bachelorette party. All the, all my guess. attendees, guests had, um, what, what it said Molly's say? last oh, fling. Molly's last fling. And then my tank top said, I'm Molly. Yeah. I still have mine. We should wear our tank tops. Yeah. They're very funny. I still have mine too. Um, uh, no, but I like hand calligraphied the like tags and yeah. stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had to do iron on and it's just, I haven't done that in a really long time. So I bought like a crappy t-shirt and, it just practiced. has like yeah to practice and um I definitely needed the practice and um it has like jaggedy must love logos all over it now but I my baby say, plays with it I will say these look very professional I absolutely love them they're also a performance t-shirt so it's, it's wicking so, yes so again the sweat <laughs> yes <laughs> we did not well, we'll also see it in the edit, I suppose. I, I really I, hope I, that's I, I like think, my nightmare. <laughs> I think it was okay. Yeah, like pit stains. I don't know. On I, national honestly, TV. I'm still um, 
trying to piece together parts of the day. I, I think we blacked out. I think so. Yeah. I think that's the norm on high stress situations. Yeah. A lot of this is us filling in the blanks for each other, trying to recap and capture all the moments of the last oh, yeah. couple weeks. I mean, we, we'll <laughs> definitely talk about it um, after it airs, but we stayed up until midnight the next day or the day of um, afterwards, like piecing together every single thing that happened because yeah. we like I think definitely we just had, had I think just adrenaline rushing through your body for yeah. a while and lots of I should not be a first responder <laughs> no. I mean I'm not <laughs> um uh but the jeans that is an excellent topic because um I haven't worn worn jeans in a year and a half pre-pandemic <laughs> and I had a baby so different body and I think also I think both of us did a bit of a purge during this past year yeah, and a half thank you Marie Kondo <laughs> for making me throw out all my boot cut and flares um now they're but now they're cool, cool again whatever <laughs> so I think I had a range of jeans that I still had on board but I will be honest that half of them don't fit right now <laughs> because you know this past year has been really a zoom type of situation <laughs> So I was picking which jeans were okay. And then Hannah just full on just had to buy new ones. Well, I mean, the only advice I got about fashion, which, you know, if you see me day to day and I'm, you'll see, I'm usually just wearing shorts or like, um, lounge, lounge wear, wear, um, active wear, uh, for being not active, but, um, is that skinny jeans are not cool. And all my jeans, because I threw out all those boot cut and flares, all my jeans were skinny. And I got really paranoid about this whole chuggy situation, which I also learned recently. Not, I mean, but I think chuggy already, like chuggy is out of. I know, oh, yeah. because now we know about it. Right. But it made me feel really not cool. And I, I like totally got in my head about my jeans and mine feeling are, mine really are stressed. No, they're straight. Oh, I guess they're straight. Yeah. yeah. It's not like a complete taper. I think we'll see, but I think we looked fine. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. We'll find out. And then shoes wise, we just needed to wear white tennis shoes. That was really the easiest thing to do. And it's like, again, with the jeans, when's the last time you wore heels or any type of uncomfortable shoe? That was an easy pick. So that that's outfit, hair, hair and makeup. So the one thing um, you might not know is you do have to come hair and makeup ready. Like you pretty, I mean, they, they touch you up, but you need to look pretty decent um ready to go yeah ready to go and uh hopefully you threw out all your makeup from pre-covid even if you weren't using it because it's all expired what happened what happened hannah to you um so i used liquid eyeliner and i was feeling like dressing up one day like i don't know a few months ago ago. and i used liquid eyeliner and then um i rubbed my eyes because i forgot i was wearing makeup (laughs) and um i got an infection and my eye just my left eye puffed up like crazy and then you know you go down this it was alarming and then you go down this like webmd route and i thought i was gonna like lose my eyeball (laughs) and it was i was i was spiraling (laughs) yeah yeah that time period you're just doing video calls so it's like I popped the zoom on with Hannah that day and it's like oh my gosh what is going on with your eye and I was like is it noticeable <laughs> yeah I'm like uh it's not 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 noticeable, noticeable. <laughs> being trying to be nice but it's noticeable but I, did you get eye drops I did eye drops but we okay. talked to our friends who are um doctors <laughs> and asked them and they were like you're not gonna lose, lose your, your eye <laughs> don't read things on the internet please yeah. um but 
I have both it eyeballs. Yeah, it's fine. But, but anyway, throw so out we, all my makeup. We threw out all our makeup. I, oh, one thing about us is that my sister is a makeup artist. She's very talented, and she has been doing it for a long time. So we were hoping to um, get her professional services for us. Unfortunately, it did not work out with her schedule. She's a very busy makeup artist um and so she could not make it work she was out of town so that was a very frantic moment crushing of, blow oh my gosh we're <laughs> gonna have to do our own makeup i haven't worn makeup in a while i don't know what color i am it was a frantic trip to sephora where hannah and i were getting every single basic it's like concealer, concealer foundation <laughs> liquid, liquid eyeliner. eyeliner mascara it was like when you're young and you go to Sephora for the first time and it's like, I own no makeup. And instead of building your collection slowly of like, oh, I want to try some eyeshadow. It's like, oh, you need to buy every single thing that you would want to put on your face for TV. It was scary. <laughs> and expensive. <laughs> Very expensive. But I mean, we would have needed to restock eventually now that society's kind of, you know. Reopened. Yeah. It's probably good that we are caring about that again. Not that makeup is, it's makeup. You should just feel. It's for yourself. It's for yourself. Um but we but. were going to be in HD in the airs, so we <laughs> well, just wanted to. And also, we have to preface that we don't know actually how it's going to look. So, <laughs> oh yeah, it might look bad. Although Michelle, uh, Molly's so, sister, so, gave the what, thumbs up. What we did, I took selfie. Hannah took a selfie that morning. I took a selfie. She sent. She, I, she didn't know that I was going to send it no. to my sister, but I sent both, and my sister was like, "It actually looks great," and I'm hoping that it's not just lip service. Well, she did say more <laughs> blush, more blush for both of us. But I looked in the mirror and I was like, "This is a lot of blush," um, but I trust her, so we'll see how it turns. Yeah, out. I'm sure the lights wash it out a bit, I, so I'm, it looks normal. TV's totally different. Yeah, it, it'll look life. normal. Yeah, hopefully. So that was makeup and hair. No, hair. Oh, so Molly and I, Molly more so than I, but we both have a lot of hair. And so it's it's like very thick and yes. so and long right now, yes. too. So it's just, I haven't gotten haircut in a year. I mean, your dad used to call you a what? Lion. A lion, a lioness. <laughs> um, well, I guess it's a male lion because they're the, they're ones, the ones with, with the, the mane. mane. <laughs> Um, he said he would often say well, if my hair was down and it was fully cur curled the whole shebang you know I think he just likes when I look tidy so he would grab all my hair and he's like you look like a lion <laughs> <laughs> but I think we both tried to do loose curls you, you watched a video a tutorial <laughs> like on um like uh, a korean one on like korean k-pop like case k-pop stars and k-drama stars like how they do their hair and the left side of my hair looked more Done. accurate to the like video yeah. but then i'm right-handed so i couldn't do the right side of my hair and so it looked like two different hairstyles but i mean by the end of the day like it, it was all, all the curls yeah all, for that's the thing about having thick asian hair is that curls just don't stay anyway yeah our hair's very straight <laughs> yeah the um people on set that touch you up they're very good professionals and so fast so fast so in five minutes they're able to really judge you up so yeah i, I think we looked I think good hair and makeup um ended up working itself out but it was definitely a panic moment i think a few i think we before. were we were like dreading it because we were like god it would just suck if if everything i mean we prepared and everything like the questions and the product and everything but we just you know you want to look good because you're going to be on television yeah. um and again we don't know how we're gonna look yeah i mean it might have not come together yeah. I, 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 think, I bet our hair I think, and makeup were fine though because they did a final touch on us before we walked out the door i think we'll probably have a segment in the future once we see the edit of what our reaction to that was like, like a what not to wear or something <laughs> yeah. i don't know well we'll see in the final edit
we still have a lot more to cover about just our appearance on Shark Tank. And we're so excited to see what it does for our business. And so we'll definitely be going through the results. So keep on listening. Subscribe. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. If you want to keep up to date on all our shenanigans, subscribe and review wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Must Love Co. Thank, Thank you. you.